0: What's up? I'm Amanda Costco, and you're listening to the Electric Runway Podcast. A podcast exploring the intersection of fashion and technology. Welcome back to another episode of the Electric Runway Podcast. This is an episode you don't want to miss because we have a very special guest and a very big exclusive announcement from our friends over in Berlin. Those who are regular followers of the Electric Runway podcast and media channels have heard me talk about Lisa Lang and the House of Electro Couture. For those of you who aren't familiar, Electro Couture is a fashion house in Germany with international designers and clients. Many creatives have flocked to the company to learn more about how to not only create but also commercialize fashion tech and Lisa has taken them all under her wing. Electro Couture has made a name for itself, developing ready-to-wear fashion technologies with a specific focus on wearable light. Today, founder Lisa Lang joins me to celebrate Electro Couture's third birthday and to share a very special announcement about her next venture. It's an episode you don't want to miss, and it starts right now. Lisa, welcome back to the show. Hi, it's so good to be back. Well, happy birthday to Electric Couture. Your brand is now three years old. How does it feel?
1: Yeah, it feels like that a little baby started to walk and it's like running now.
0: (laughs) Well, you know, you've been there since the beginning. I think it's, you know, it's fair to say that you're definitely one of the founders of this movement that we're now calling fashion tech. And so as someone who has been there since the very beginning... How have you seen this space
1: grow and change over the years? I think it's like the mindset of the market has changed. When I started three years ago, a lot of people asked me why. Like, why should I do this? Why should I even bother with it? Like, you know, what's the whole idea about it? Why should we do that? Like, why should we do the fusion between fashion and technology? And now three years later, nobody's asking that question anymore. They only ask how. So that means they understood, they know that that fusion, the new innovation within, like in between that space between fashion and technology is like a given and it's inevitable and it's going to happen. And now they just moved on and said like, okay, we get that. So now just tell me how we can actually get there and uh, what are the next step to work in fashion tech?
0: So it's not just about convincing people that there's a market anymore. I think that as we've seen with some of the successes in this space over the years, people know there's a market. And now, as you're saying, they're moving on to the question of, you know, how can I get involved or what's the next step?
1: Yeah, absolutely. There is it's like it's not a kindergarten anymore. It's not like just only playing around and it's actually it's becoming very serious. It's a very serious business because at the end of the day it's product diversification, it's innovation. That's what it is.
0: Yeah. And so tell us about some important electrocouture milestones as you reflect back over the years. And then later on in our conversation, we have some important news that you're going to announce. But looking back on the last three years, what are some really key milestones for you?
1: Oh, there are so many. I think it's like one... Like, for us internally, one of the first highlights were, like, that, you know, we started to get paying customers and I was able to build up a team and pay them <laughs> also. And and I think it's, like, there was, like, in 2016 when we ran the first fashion tech show in India in Mumbai with, like, my fashion week. Because we got like a lot of fashion technologists together and like ran a show together. So that was like, okay, you know, so we are a part of fashion now. That was really nice. Then Telecom Fashion Fusion, where the German Telecom made a European-wide call to actually get fashion technologists together to work on projects. And then also because we've always have been venturing out uh, across the world. We made a project with Goethe Institute in Bangkok and that's where we trained the first generation of fashion technologists in Thailand. So we went there, we trained the people, we teamed up with a Fab Cafe in Bangkok. That was really, really lovely. So that was really nice. And then of course, like seeing the team growing and growing, starting our designer in residency program. So just expanding the network and just having so many people coming to us And confirming like that this is something we have to do, but we have to do it together. And with that, internally, what started is like that electrocouture got babies. So we started to develop new business concepts and new companies. So we started a company called The Studio, which is focusing on prototyping and is taking care of our designer and now also technologist in residency program. So where people can come and stay with us for, you know, half a year or so to actually work on an actual collection. I'm very proud of that we founded the Fashion Tech Academy because education is really, really important. We have to teach people how to fish so we can push forward the movement. Very great project was like the lab in biotechnology. So like I'm a super fan of like biotechnology because that's the future, especially in sustainability and New form of textiles and material science. And then, of course, the big thing, what we just finished was the Marlene Dietrich project. And that for me also personally went really deep because I've always been a huge fan of Marlene Dietrich. And now she was a customer because she always wanted to have a fashion tech dress and she couldn't get it done in 1958. But in 2017, we made it happen for her. And that was also the point where we started to think and to reflect like what fashion tech stands for, but also like where Electro couture fits in and where all of our daughter company fits in and like what's the next step.
0: Yeah, and so I guess that's a great place to start talking about your new project. So most people know you, Lisa Lang, as a force in the fashion tech industry in Berlin and beyond, as well as the founder of Electric Couture. But tell us about your new project that you're announcing soon.
1: Yeah. So the thing is what I've also, you know, me and my team, we always, you know, we're very proud of is that we, we were always working with the reality. So the reality means like we had actual customers in the, from the fashion sector and from the technology industry. And we worked with in, in their reality. And we just found more and more like where the problems were and what it actually takes to make fashion tech for real. And out of that work, we realized, well, first of all, fashion tech is not only about glowing, like as much as I love LEDs, but there is so much more fashion technology out there. There's the quiet fashion technology, which we call, you know, smart textiles. There's like the whole interactivity with microchips, with sensor technology, and of course, biotechnology with material science and something like that. Especially during the time in mid with Marlene, I realized that the Marlene Dietrich collection that is a typical electrocouture collection. This is what electrocouture started with. We started with like we make wearable light. And this is also what the name says and reflects. But in the background we actually started to work for companies and with companies and the name electrocouture at some stage didn't really explain anymore what we're actually doing because all of a sudden we we worked on B2B consulting and, you know, Internet of Things development and rapid prototyping and something like that. And that's where, after Marlene Dietrich, I sat down and thought about it in terms of like how I'm going to take the company further. And then I just realized that, you know, it's about time that Electro Couture is giving birth to yet another child, which is now called the powerhouse. And so the powerhouse is a a purely B2B platform, which is totally targeted and dedicated to our B2B customers. And it totally caters for their needs to need like all of the array of fashion technology, because like every customer is different. They need a little bit of light, they need a little bit of textiles, a little bit of biotech but everybody is different and needs different ingredients. So for us, the powerhouse is like our project manager. That's where our B2B customers come to and they say like, okay, you know, we have specific needs, please, you know, please handmade like a garment for us. You know, this is like, so we need, we need like bespoke, you know, bespoke design for our problem. So what the powerhouse now does is like our project managers work in there and they come to the customer, assess their need, and then they come back internally and go to ElectroCouture, to the lab, to the studio, and to the academy, get the resources from our house of ElectroCouture and present that to the client. And that is really exciting for us because on the one side, of course, we are growing and it's becoming like really serious, like, you know, we more and more like we're growing up and becoming more and more professional. But also at the same time, it enables us to actually look for different concepts because the thing is now is like yes it started with fashion technology but what's actually happening in this industry is so much more because we are looking at concepts like you know mobility like the the, the way how we travel in future and what is the context of fashion and apparel in that it's not only about cars or bicycles or aeroplane it's also like what we're actually going to wear when we completely digitize travel across the world or maybe even to space so and these are like one of those questions which powerhouse will focus on whereas electrocouture will glow especially with melina but it will focus a lot on the couture side of it so we're going like really high quality level with that so like every every child of us like they have their purpose and they have their playground excellent and so the powerhouse where did this name come from it was actually really funny because like it kind of happened like when the team came together and we started to work on our sales deck for like our next customers for Electro Couture, and then as a part of the sales deck, we used the word powerhouse, and I was like, oh, this is a really cool name, and as you know, everything like when I find something interesting, I started to research, and then I found out that actually the powerhouse is actually a move in wrestling, where you just you know where you have your component into a grid where they can't possibly get out of it. (laughs) So I found it like, okay. So that's great. Also, it's actually like a really relaxing move in Pilates and several books have been written with the title of the powerhouse. Like, for instance, there's a book has been written about CAA, the creative artist agency in Hollywood. So they, the story around CAA was titled Powerhouse. And I got really, really inspired about it. Like how CAA set up their business and how they work with different people and with in different industries in that time where there was no industry for their work or like not in the way how they wanted it to be. So, so it was, there was, there was really nice to see like what, where that name has traveled before us. And we are just taking it to the next step.
0: Yeah, and it's very interesting because you had recommended this book to me about CAA, the creative Artists ag- agency, and how they kind of package their products for different customers, basically. But there seems to be this kind of inherent respect for the talent. I mean, they started out in the movie business, and now they've expanded into every aspect of entertainment. But right from the grassroots, there's this respect for the talent. And it's, it's interesting to me because you are always someone who looks out for your designers and I think that's because you come from a design background so you're always making sure that everyone who's involved on a project whether it's the photographer or the designer that they're getting credit and then the credit is being shared with everyone
1: so I think it's a very fitting name I suppose yeah. audiences and technologists of course that's also the thing Is like you know it's like yes the designers but also the technologists because in my mind they all belong in in one brain so you know this is about paying respect of everyone in a a team of, you know, innovating new products is everybody has a place and everybody has the right to be named because that also means like everybody is taking responsibility. Yeah.
0: And so I suppose people want to know next, how do you imagine the powerhouse will differentiate from Electro
1: so I mean, it's pretty. It's pretty easy to see also visually because, like, electric couture is like that's where everything glows. So, electric couture is totally committed to the mission. Like, we make wearable light. On the one side, electric couture will start to launch Prada Potier ready-to-wear collections, affordable, you know, in 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 jewelry or in clothes or something like that. But on the same side, of course, it also has like a couture sections, like Marlene Dietrich. So that's like, that's, you know, and then the powerhouse It's my, you know, it it might glow here and there, but not only. So the powerhouse is kind of like the back end agent, because we are working on a lot of projects in the background, where we, you know, you will see in the next years, like pretty much a lot what comes up in the fashion tech sector, we have been involved in that, even though you don't see it. But yeah, so like Electro is shining in the foreground and leading the way, whereas the powerhouse are the producers in the background and help other people to produce new products.
0: It's so exciting. And so why do you think it was the right time to launch
1: a collective? I think it's like, it just kind of felt right. Like the, the thing is, for us, it's always like that we are because we're working with the reality and so you kind of can feel when the time is right. And it's just like, you know, several things just came together. So, of course, you know, it's like the three-year anniversary of Electro Couture. We have a lot of products and customers under our belly. It was also like the end of the Marlene Dietrich campaign, which we started early this year. So that means also I had like a little bit of time to think and to talk with a lot of people what is like the next step. And then… Yeah, so like a lot of things just like came together, and then I said like, okay, right, it feels right. I thought about it, and you know, let's just let's just do it. And then you know, the the birthday came up, and said like, yeah, that's it's a very fitting month to release a new concept.
0: Great. And so under the powerhouse, we've talked about Electro Couture, as I mentioned, that's the brand that people are familiar with. But tell us a little bit more about the studio, the lab, and the academy, and how these different sub companies help contain the different aspects of what the powerhouse is offering
1: yeah so the thing is like in terms of like fashion tech but also like in product innovation something like that you need like you need to have different stages and different services so the studio is there for prototyping like not for how like to draw something on a napkin but actually to sit down with the machines and actually make something. So this is where the studio, and it's, it's a physical studio, where the laser cutter stands next to the sewing machine and a soldering device is like next to an iron So that's like the natural habitat. So this is where it's loud. This is like where material is flying around and things get soldered together and sewn together. So that's like, like, you know, hashtag for real. Like there's something really happening. And that's also where we have like our residency program where people really have to get hands on. So like, okay, you know, there's time for thinking, but there's time for the making. And that's the studio. At the same time education is super important. I'm absolutely convinced that one of the new jobs of the future is going to be fashion technologist. So that means we have to get the fashion and the and the technology brain together in one. So everything starts with education. We have a lot of universities which reach out to us and say like please help us. We have a lot of students coming to us and say, you know, we only learn the past. In schools, but we need the future. Can you please teach us? And that is, that is really, really important. And I'm taking this really serious. I'm taking a lot of time mentoring people, teaching people because, you know, you can, you can teach the same basics to 10 different people and you will have 10 completely different design and concepts coming out of that. And that's the amazing thing. So we also get a lot of inspiration out of that. And then the lab, of course, it's like, our youngest baby. But the lab is because it's biotechnology. But for me, it's also it's material science. On the one side, there are already so many materials out there which just haven't made it into the connection to fashion. But on the other side, there is, you know, it's time to think about in terms of fashion apparel production, what actually makes sense in this context, in this time. You know, does it actually make sense to Dye our clothes, you know, with highly chemical colors. We have a big problem that we have fibers in our water. The fibers go into the ocean. The fish eat the fibers and we eat the fish. So there is a huge problem about that. We are using the wrong materials and the wrong concept. So the lab is, is there to ask a lot of questions. Like, why have we done things in the past? Why do we do it now? And what should we do in the future? And actually use technology to help us with a better sustainable solution.
0: That's great. I'm looking forward to staying in touch with all the different projects under the studio, the academy, and the lab. And so just before we wrap up, a couple more questions for you, Lisa. As we understand it, the launch of the powerhouse coincides with an actual change in physical space. So tell us about your new home.
1: Yes, so that was very funny. It came like, you know, sometimes opportunities just come up and you just have to grab it. So we've been looking for, you know, a bigger and better space. We were looking for like a better ecosystem. So we used to be in an old factory in Berlin, which was great because we were able to make a lot of noise and have a lot of machines. But in the same time, we were very secluded and nothing, you know, kind of distracted us because there was like no ecosystem. There was no party party of the Berlin around us. And that was really good for a year because it helped us to focus. But now for us also very timely with the launch of Powerhouse is we decided we are also going to physically move somewhere else. And we are really lucky that we've met the team from Bikini Berlin, which is a huge design shopping mall in Berlin. It's very historic. It's close to the zoo. So like when you sit in our office, sometimes you can hear the monkeys and the elephants say hello. So that's very cute. But it's also there's an ecosystem. We have restaurants around. There are a lot of people around. It's more accessible for visitors to come over. So And also because, you know, we're starting also with the retail concept. It's for us just like the perfect the perfect timing, so like we're going to be a little bit more visible. People can actually any time they can actually walk into our studio and say hello, and you know watch the 3 d printers printing and watch the team working so that's that's also like really important. you know we want to be open, and innovation is all about that you have to be open and you have to share, and we're actually walking the talk and not only open digitally and like sharing our stories and going to lots of events, but we are also taking this serious and saying so like, yeah, everybody is welcome. Come in and join us in the future.
0: That's so fantastic. I can't wait to visit Bikini Berlin. How do you see bikini and malls in general
1: important this conversation of the future of fashion? So this is actually a topic which we are facing a huge problem with because the biggest problem is that retail is dead as we know it. We've seen, you know, just recently this week, we've seen like, you know, Toes for us has filed for bankruptcy. Amazon is coming in and like it's turning everything into like online shopping, retail spaces. And of course, also shopping malls are like really, really struggling. And the competition in online shopping is just huge. So, you know, that time of like the traditional retail concepts, that's just gone. And we just have to face it. The Pandora's box is open. And it depends now on people who actually realize that and say, like, okay, you know, instead of, like, seeing that new digital area as an enemy, how about we embrace it and actually turn that into an advantage and into our friend? So, like, for me, retail… You know, the advantage of retail is that you can actually have a physical connection. You can go and touch things. You can play around. You can take your your time. You can actually talk with somebody and have like a, a personal connection. But of course, it's like, it's like infotainment. You know, it's the same thing. You know, you go to a bookshop and you can have a coffee while you're at But it doesn't necessarily mean that like when I have that offline experience in a shopping mall, it doesn't mean that I'm actually going to buy anything because I maybe don't want to carry stuff with you or I'm just traveling and I just want to send it there. So instead of seeing that as a disadvantage, I would see it as an advantage. But that also means, of course, that for those shopping malls and for those retail spaces, their business plans have have to change too because traditionally they got money out of selling things in a physical store so now we have to think about other concepts and i think especially the experience and the one-on-one and the customized manufacturing these are directions which are people are prepared to pay money for because they get special treatment and this is also a way for like the uh, retail concepts to get a different orientation and find their place in this new area
0: Yeah, it's almost like just as much as textiles are changing and the way we manufacture textiles, the way we sell them and the kind of front facing side of the industry is changing as well. So it's very fascinating to see that the powerhouse has a strong foothold in that space as well. One final question, Lisa, before I let you go, can you share insight into some of the projects that we can expect from the powerhouse in the future?
1: Yeah, so... The funny thing is like with me having gone to on the journey with electrocouture is, and I wouldn't have been able to imagine that like three years ago when I started, because back then I wanted to bring the pretty and the smart together and, and which still do, but like all of the sudden, because all of the sudden we, we focus on different topics because what's happening now is we live in the internet of things area, IOT. So that means we digitize things. Cars, microwaves, and clothes. And that also means all of a sudden, everything can talk with each other. And that, of course, it means like, you know, it's not only about fashion tech only. It's also like it touches concepts like mobility, right? You know, the way how we travel. So that's like one of our concepts, for instance, we're going to focus on is that, you know, how does clothes and fashion actually you know change in the context of mobility because when i travel a lot and when i go from a bicycle to a car to a drone i need different i have different needs with my clothes as well so like how can my clothes adapt to like me traveling faster and you know adapting to this new mobility concepts so in december this year there will be a tech crunch disrupt in berlin And so we are going to present our new smart city mobility concept live on stage there.
0: That's so exciting. We'll definitely put up links on Electric Runway so people can stay tuned in terms of what's going on at the powerhouse. Happy birthday, Lisa. Happy birthday, Electric Couture. And
1: congratulations on everything you've done this far. Thank you so much. And also, like, I I just want to say, because, like, you know, we've been going on this journey together. It's so nice to share this experience with people, like, from the early stages and also, like, you know, getting so many, seeing so many exciting people joining this journey. So I feel, like, really fortunate and very blessed to have, like, so great people around me, including you. And I'm really proud and also congratulations for you with, like, Electric Runway, what you've done. This is, like, you know... This is the next step. This is the next generation. And it's even greater to do this with friends. So thanks for that.
0: Great, Lisa. We'll stay in touch. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. That was my conversation with Lisa Lang, the founder of Electro Couture and the CEO of The Powerhouse. Stay tuned for more news and a special announcement regarding Electric Runway's involvement in this very exciting project. If you want more fashion tech in your life, check out our website, we're electricrunway.com. We actually just changed our logo. I'd love to know what you think of it. And don't forget to subscribe to our show on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Stitcher, wherever you listen to your podcast. We're there. For your daily dose of fashion tech, follow us on Twitter and Instagram. We're at electric underscore runway. That's it for today's episode. Until next time, here's looking towards the future. Music from today's episode by Andrew Applepie.